Welcome to today's teaching service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Temagana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is to follow in the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus. Prepare yourselves, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the Word and power of God brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the General Overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. I encourage you, therefore, to join us every Tuesday at our teaching services at 7 p.m. prompt. You will be truly blessed. God bless you as you join us in the service. Father who art in heaven, we thank you ever so much for today and more so for this meeting. For Lord, we gather here in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit that we might present ourselves to you, that you might descend into our midst, give us your word, hear our prayers and that your will shall be done in our lives. We pray for as many as are with us tonight. Our various branches, Michelle Camp, Teshin, Niboy Town, and our family members in the diaspora. And Lord, we might all be together with one accord. We might understand your word for tonight. That we might understand prayer, that we might receive the spirit of prayer, even for our good, as the year helps us to a close. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shall we all be seated? Beloved, we are fast approaching the close of the year. We are already into the month of December and uh, in about four weeks time uh, we shall come to the end of the year of our Lord 2022 and with it with that the beginning of the year 2023 and as it is our custom if you remember this time of the year every year we we pray more pray more because I believe and we believe that at any time there are some blessings that God has ordained for us which may be hanging pending yet to be received God works with time and if the year 2022 the Lord has ordained that you and I are to receive some blessing. It may very well be that we may not have received them because of the Prince of Persia. You know the Prince of Persia? Resistance, opposition. Somebody some, somewhere who does not want you want me to get that breakthrough or that blessing. It takes prayer. It takes prayer to actually defeat, weaken 
drive out the enemy. So that their blessings will descend upon us. So this month, in our small church, we celebrate Christmas with, with celebration, feasting, and joy, and thanksgiving. We also pray. And therefore, it's important to know or to understand certain types of prayers that are pertinent, they are very important for us all. They are powerful. There are different kinds of prayer. Remember that there are different kinds of prayer. So that when you're praying, you decide beforehand the kind of prayer that you're going to pray. You don't just say, I'm going to pray. You have in mind what kind of prayer you are going to offer to God. Um, and you prepare towards that. This, if you want to look at one type of prayer that we call intercession. Intercession. The title for this evening teaching is Intercession. Intercession. I-N-T-E-R-C-E double S-I-O-N. Intercession. Intercession. And we'll take our scripture from the book of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 12 intercession Isaiah chapter 53 verse 12 therefore I will divide him a portion with the great I'm reading from the new King James version of the Bible Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors, and made intercession for the transgressors. Beloved, I began by saying that there are different kinds of prayer. We have intercession, we have supplication, we have warfare prayer, we have adoration, um, there are different there are many. And when we say intercession, it is the act, it is an act, it's something that you do, it's an act. Um, of one or more persons. Intercession is an act. It's something that you do. So if you say you are going to pray, going to intercede, it means that you're going to do something. And what you're doing is prayer. You're going to offer intercessory prayer. You're going into intercession. So it's, it's, the, it's the act of one or more persons. It can be just one person or several whether human or divine, whether humans, I'll explain that later, whether human beings or even God himself, one human or divine, whether human or divine, whether human beings or God, I'll explain that later on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Entreating God, entreating God, begging God, Praying to God, earnestly 
pleading with God on behalf of another person or persons. In other words, it's a prayer that you pray not for yourself, but for another person or for other persons. And that's what we mean by intercession. We identify the need of somebody or some people. First, you identify the person you're going to pray for and his or her need. It can be one or two people. And then you decide to take the matter before God and offer intercessory prayer for that person. Not for yourself. You may also have your own problems. But that time you set your problems aside, put your problems behind you, and you go before God with that person or those people's problems. Not your own. And it's powerful. Very, very powerful. So, like I said, it's an act. Something you do. You do. And when you go before God, for one person or several persons, you go before God with their need, not your own need. Now, intercession has been there from the beginning. In the Old Testament, there were many intercessory prayers made for others. And likewise, in the New Testament, and the meaning is basically the same. It is almost the same. Whether in the Old Testament days or the New Testament days, that's presently the same. In the Old Testament times, intercession was understood to mean to encounter. In the Old Testament times, intercessors understood it to mean to actually encounter God. It's like God is passing by and you cross him. You know, you, 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 you go before God. You cross him. You encounter him with somebody's problem. Not your own problem. You imagine that God is passing you by. God is passing by and you identify that God is here and then you take that person problem with you and then you encounter God in a very humble, submissive you know, compelling manner. So in the Old Testament days, intercession was understood to mean encountering God for somebody else. That person may not even be aware or may be weak, even unable to pray, unable to do what you are doing. So there's an encountering aspect of it. What if you imagine it, you, you actually cross God and stop him. So God cannot just pass you by, but look at you, listen to you, and grant you your request. And that's one way the Old Testament prayers understood intercession. It also, like I said, means to meet. You see, encountering is, let's say, a bit more forceful, but to meet. Like you have a meeting with God concerning somebody else's problem. It can be your son, your daughter, husband, wife, somebody that you know you, you love dearly and you cannot sit by or just sit down unconcerned and let that person go on suffering with that problem. So you have a meeting with God. It also means to meet God with another person's problem for another person. Praise the Lord. 
in the Old Testament days, some people, many understood intercession as to put pressure on. To put pressure on God for somebody else. And when you put all these meanings together, you can see that intercession is not just a simple thing, I'm going to intercede for somebody. No. It's a very serious thing. And very often when you intercede for somebody, it works. Because you go to put pressure on God. In other words, you hold God by his word. Or like you're holding him by his leg. You say, Lord, I will not let you go until you have done this. Jacob did it. And Jacob wrestled with God all night, putting pressure on him. Lord, he said, I will not let you go unless or until you have blessed me. Though he was praying for himself, he was putting pressure on God. And even when his hip was dislocated, he still hung on. I will not let you go unless you bless me. And God had no choice but to bless him. But this time, you do it on behalf of somebody else. Though you maybe have a bigger problem, you do it for somebody else. Praise the Lord. And that is how the Old Testament prayers, prayers, those who prayed, not prayer, prayers, those who prayed, understood intercession. It meant to plead, plead, to meet, to put pressure on, to plead, sometimes you know, pleading, begging. There's also an aspect of depending on the situation. You plead. You plead for the person, for another person. Hallelujah. Therefore, intercession, as we said, is always prayers for somebody else. But it has a very, very forceful, yet, you know, beseeching, pleading aspect. Um, you don't demand, but you go before God, but you go before God in an aggressive manner so that God cannot do anything about to listen to you and to grant you your request for that other person or persons. Praise the Lord. Put your hands there for Jesus. Now, in the New Testament, New Testament days, we will look at it, but when you look at the, 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 the text for today, this is talking about Jesus. This was a prophecy about Jesus long before he was born. Prophecy by Isaiah concerning what Jesus would do and because of which God would therefore elevate him and give him a name that's above every other name. And Isaiah 53 verse 12 says, Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. This prophecy is about Jesus Christ before he was born. Therefore, I will divide him, that Jesus, a portion with the great. He become great. Become great for the greatest. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Power, victory, overcoming. Why? Because, for these reasons, because he poured out his soul unto death. We know that because he died on the cross for, 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 for the world. He died. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. Though 
he had no sin, he took on the sin of the world. He who had no sin became sin. He who had no curse became a curse for us. So, he was numbered with the sinners. He had no sin, but he was numbered with the sinners. And for this reason, you know, God said he would divide my portion with the great and divide the spoil with the strong. He bore the sin, and he bore the sin of many. One reason was that he bore the sin of many. And interestingly, and made transgress, sorry, made intercession for the transgressors. Because Jesus made intercession for the transgressors, therefore, God also gave me a name, raised him, exalted him, gave me a name that is above any other name. And we know that one of the present day ministries of Jesus is making, still making intercession for the saints. So now, if Jesus making intercession for a transgressor, for a sinners, God rewarded him, God raised him, exalted him. It means that if you take it upon yourself to make intercession for your brother, your sister, somebody else, serious intercessory prayer, not that casual, Lord, I pray, no, not that I pray, I pray for this person, you know, but serious intercessory prayer, it is also an avenue, it's a means for you also to receive your blessing, to be exalted and to be honored by God. It says, may God honor you all. So you can see that intercessory prayer or intercession is something that is very, very important in the eyes of God. Something that we seldom do. We very often are more or most interested in praying for ourselves. Praying for ourselves and at work for our loved ones. But to make serious intercessory prayer, to encounter, to meet, to, to, to put pressure on God for somebody else, is not something that we do very often. But this evening, we're going to do some intercession. Amen. Amen. And I believe that as of tonight, having understood what intercession means, you continue to offer intercessory prayers for the saints. Hallelujah. Now, in the New Testament times that we are in now, intercession has come to mean to appeal to, almost the same as OT days, to appeal to God, appeal to God, to plead for, pleading to God for somebody, to make intercession for, or generally to pray for, pray for somebody else. And when it comes to pleading, I know that in Ghana or Africa, we really know how to plead because we, we like pleading. We have different ways of, of pleading. And very often we do that for ourselves, not for anybody else. Hello? Pastor, tonight, may you plead for others. May you intercede for others. Now, when we go to Romans chapter 8, something that we know already, but very interesting. Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. 
Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Romans 8, 26. The Bible says here that likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. But we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit makes himself, sorry, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the heart knows what the mind or the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So here we see God himself making intercession for the saints. One may say, oh, how can God pray for anyone? God praying to himself. But all the Bible says, it shows how important intercession is. Why? Because we as humans, we don't even know what we should pray for. As we ought to, we ought to know. The Bible is saying that you and I ought to know what we should pray for. But it is our weakness that we don't very often know what we should pray for. We ought to know the things that we should ask for. Unfortunately, it happens that we don't know. We don't know what you should be asking for. So if you, when you want to pray, when you decide to pray, you may be asking for things that are not important, things that you don't need. Things that God sees that you need, that, that may not be what you are asking for. So you may be praying amiss. You've missed it. You've missed the point. You spend hours praying but you have missed the point. And that is considered by God to be a weakness. A weakness. Because you acting, prayer is an act. You praying, but you're not getting results. So you're wasting your time because you're praying for the wrong thing. But God can see. He knows the things that you and I need. He knows. And therefore... He sent the Holy Spirit to help us in this weakness. In this weakness. God loving you so much cannot look on unconcerned as you keep praying day after day for the wrong things. When he is ready to give you the thing that you need. The Bible says that your father knows things, the things that you need. Even before you ask him, he knows. So, the Holy Spirit helps us in this weakness. The Bible calls it a weakness. So verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. We ought to know, but we do not know. But the Spirit himself, who is God, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The way the Spirit will make intercession for you is so powerful. So, not something that you, can, you cannot mimic, you cannot, you cannot copy, you cannot do it. 
God praying for you is so great that your prayers don't come anywhere near it. You cannot in any way utter those things, those words, those prayers. Now, but 27 says, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind or the spirit is. God who knows everything knows what the heart or the Holy Spirit is concerning you. So God searches all things. He can look at the Holy Spirit and knows what the Holy Spirit is praying for you for. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Many of you, almost every believer, every Christian wants to know what the will of God is for him or for her. And I always say that, well, you don't need to know what the will of God is for you. God knows what his will for you. He knows the will that he has for you. You don't need to know. No need to know. You only have to make sure that you are righteous, prayerful. You only need to, all you need to do is make sure that you, you please him. And then he, knowing what his will for you, without you knowing that will, he will give you that will. That will come to you. But very often, you see, our will may be, our human will may be different from the will of God for us. The will that God sees as his will for you may not be the same as what you are praying for. And this is why the Holy Spirit comes in to make that intercessory prayer for you. And may the Holy Spirit pray for every one of us in FCAC. May the Holy Spirit make intercession for every one of us in FCAC. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Praise the Lord. First Timothy, chapter 2. Verse 1. First Timothy 2, verse 1. This is Paul writing to Timothy. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Be made for all men, not for others. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, briefly, we're going to, like I said, we're going to, we won't have more time for prayer tonight because we are hurtling. We are fast approaching the end of the year. But I can see that Paul is saying that he's exhorting us, first of all, he's advising us, advising us, first of all, that as we make prayers, supplications, intercessions is one of them. One of them. If I want you to have your, your personal devotion, your daily quiet time, and you pray for yourself, never leave intercession and in fact, let Intercession can before you even pray for yourself. That's supplication. Supplication is praying for yourself. That will come last. Intercession must come before supplication. 
concern for others, the needs of others above your own need. That's what's acceptable and good in the sight of God. Praise the Lord. Clap your two hands for Jesus. One thing that I'm concerning prayer, especially intercession, that I'm believing God to do is that this year I'm looking at whether we can introduce, we can introduce something new into our end of year program. Um, and it's all about prayer and the word of God, intercession, supplication, and um, believing God for for the things that are pending, things that are hanging, possibly things that are being, being hindered by the prince of Tema, prince of even Ghana. Um, and it takes prayer. It takes prayer to actually release and free those things unto us. And um, prayerfully considering whether we can have Sometimes we call maybe a time, a morning or afternoon, a day, whatever, with a general overseer, with me, with me. When I say me, I receive from God to give to you. It's not going to come from me, but we all go before God, and um, now I'll be with you. So I said, if I say with a general overseer, I'll be with you. We all gonna call for God and pray. Look into His Word, pray, and see what the Lord will do. In other words, we're going to we've been asking, but now we want to begin to seek and to knock, see what will happen. God has opened doors for many of us already. Many been praying all year. FCAC, we are a praying church. We been praying all year, but there are some things that will not go except by prayer and fasting. That's something that will not come except by prayer and fasting. And you know that the one I'm talking about. And uh, I am prepared to avail myself. Prepared to avail myself. And uh, how to organize it is what I'm believing God for. And whether you actually like it, whether you want it. <laughs> um, so maybe... This evening, we don't have many members of the planning committee here, the church program planning committee. I don't see any of them here at all. They are, you are there. You are there. Okay. She's there. She's the only one there. Uh, oh, you're also there. Okay. Uh, they, are, they are there. <laughs> and I'm here. So we we'll see how we can, if it's possible. Because what I'm thinking of doing is that. Um, we, we, cannot, we don't want to have a joint. It will mean my visiting um, every branch one at a time. But if you say we want to have a joint, Tessians may not be, someone, someone may not be able to come here. But if I go there and spend the morning with them, one Saturday morning from 9 to 1 o'clock, four hours, Morning with the general overseer. We pray effective, fervent prayer. See what the Lord will do. And I do this out of concern because 
Um, we, there are some things we cannot obtain without prayer. And the prayer must be effective, fervent. Effective and fervent for God to do those things. And I'm thinking of visiting maybe um, Teshin, maybe Niboetan can join Teshin, and then Michelle Kam can join Tema, so that we have two Saturdays before the year ends. Niboetan, sorry, Michelle Kam will join Tema. We have it here, or we have one separately for Michelle Kam, and another one for Tema. And then a third one for Newboy Town and Teshin. Saturday morning, 9 to 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, depending on the move of the Holy Spirit. And then we, at the end of it, we break bread. We break bread. We have something to drink or to eat, socialize, before the year comes to an end. So... Um, the others are hearing me now and uh, I'll get a feedback from them on their pastors on Sunday Sunday the pastors will come with a feedback whether they like it or I like it but it will depend on them they are liking it and then uh, our brethren the diaspora can join us our brethren outside can join they can join us as we do this so because he the Bible says, the Bible says in James 5, James 5, verse 16b, James 5, 16b, that we should pray for one another, James chapter 5, verse 16b, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. That you may be healed. In our words, prayer can bring about healing. And there are many of us who need healing. Pray for one another. So when we, if we, when we come together as a corporate entity, as a church, we pray for one another is powerful. Those who need healing will all be healed. And may you all receive your healings. The same James 5 Sorry, the same James chapter 5, verse 16. This time, C, the last sentence says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We know it already. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's the New King James Version. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. But the NIV puts it this way. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. According to the NIV, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now, if we believe this, that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, is effective and having understood the meaning of intercession and other that we're going to discuss from next week then we can end the year on a prayerful note prayerful note we don't we cannot end the year with just eating and drinking 
eating and drinking may not bring your miracle, your breakthrough to you. We may, we don't want to end the year with only celebration and jubilation and dancing and singing, but prayer together with the others. Prayer together with other things. And having done all, having done all this, I believe that all of us, practically all of us, shall receive from the hand of God. And may, you, may we all receive from the hand of God in the name of Jesus. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. We, are just, we have just finished our one week of revival. And we don't want the fire of revival to be quenched. We want to keep the fire burning well into next year and throughout next year. Well into next year and throughout next year. And as many as are with me, uh, I believe that we shall be blessed. So, branches, they are hearing me now. Um, let me get a feedback from your pastors on Sunday. And then we'll see the way forward. But we may begin from as early as the 10th of, 10th of December. Not this Saturday, not tomorrow, but next week Saturday, 10th of December. We're beginning with um, Nibway Town, joined with Teshin. 9 a.m. to about 1 p.m. It's a Saturday. Saturday morning. Nibway Town and Teshin. But anyone from here or Mr. Kam who wants to join us, you are free to join. You are free to join us. You are free to pray with us. Then the following Saturday, which is the 17th, 17th, you can make it Michelle Camp and Tema. Maybe this at Michelle Camp. Maybe you have that Michelle Camp. So that for Tema, you also have to travel for a change. You have to travel for a change. Or we can have it, either we have it here on the, on the, on the um, 17th, but then 24th. Or after Christmas, you know, after Christmas, we have many holidays. This year, Monday is a holiday, Tuesday holiday. After Christmas, 20, 20, 26, 27, then we can have one for Tema. So we work it out. But pray about it. Pray about it. And I know the Lord will do mighty things for us. Amen. Thank you for participating in this teaching service. We believe you have been blessed by the word. You're welcome to visit us at Emma Community 5 of PV or being run about. God bless you and we hope to see you next Tuesday.